0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show... Help is out the way, This is no Help is out the way! As they tend to be, the updates regarding Lakers injuries are still pretty ambiguous. Uh, apparently, the time that the uh, Lakers are going to be re-examining Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves is... As soon as the next couple days, according to uh, Darvin Ham, the other day, uh, Anthony Davis apparently has done some on-court work and could return before February somehow. Um, super weird injury situation there with, with Davis where, I, and and look, I'm not a physical therapist. I am not a doctor. I, I don't know anything about these things, but it, I find a little weird that the guy is is going to wind up missing twenty ish games or so, and was never in a walking boot, never needed crutches or anything like that. And I think, I think that kind of points to this thing being uh, mostly pre- precautionary. And the concern there is that he comes back and feels a twinge, and then you know they lose him all over again. But but look, for right now. The news is pretty positive. Obviously, the Lakers got back Patrick Beverly in, in the other uh, against Houston, and then they might get Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker back. You know, which again, uh, you know, brings on another host of questions, and it's going to be interesting to see how Darvin Ham handles the rotation at that point. But most importantly, guys are coming back, and the Lakers desperately need all of them. The Lakers do have an open roster spot. They did not uh, re-sign Sterling Brown to a second 10-day contract. I kind of saw that coming there because, you know, he wasn't really doing much for the Lakers. Uh, They needed him to shoot, and he wasn't really shooting. Uh, Did some good stuff defensively, and Darvin Ham liked what he saw in that respect. But uh, the Lakers need shooting, and he wasn't doing that. And I think the Lakers, especially heading into trade season, would rather have an open roster spot than somebody who is doing some mostly fungible things, which by the way, like, are made more fungible by some of the the impending returns of you know Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves. Uh, un, unfortunate for Brown, I, I I still think he has something left in the tank. He just, for whatever reason, didn't really show much of it here for the Lakers. And um, you know, best of luck to him moving forward. But uh, as far as that that fifteenth roster spot, the other thing that you know, bears mentioning here, the Lakers did, um, and this was confirmed by Darvin Ham, which you don't see very often. But apparently, the Lakers did work out Myers Leonard, and they did work out DeMarcus Cousins. They did not wind up signing either of those guys, and this is kind of why it was weird that that Ham confirmed it. Sometimes agents would rather like it known that hey, the Lakers are getting ready to work out that player. Um, but they don't necessarily want it known when the workout happens because if a workout happens and the player doesn't get signed, that creates more questions about their client than, <laughs> than just the ambiguous, hey, you know, just so you know, the Lakers are kind of kicking the tires. Uh, but yeah, nothing comes out of the Myers Leonard and DeMarcus Cousins uh, workouts which I kind of expected because the Lakers just don't really have much of a need there. I think Wayne Gabriel and Thomas Bryant are both better than both of those players right now. Um, And if the Lakers look to make some kind of addition at center, um, depending on what AD looks like when he comes back, how long he's there for, the style of play that he will uh, be, you know, his approach to the game, whenever he comes back, you know, those are questions that they'll answer at that time. Unfortunately, it sounds like the Lakers are going to have, you know, a week or two at least between AD's return date and that trade deadline uh, to make some, you know, it, what will uh, event appear to be, you know, kind of final decisions on, on this roster. I also think it's worth kind of noting here uh, regarding the trade deadline and the time after it. It used to be that, some guys especially guys that were on on expiring contracts wouldn't get traded for um, in you know in that in those you know couple weeks leading up to the deadline because the thinking was they would want to be let go um, and and pick their own just destination rather than get traded and not have a say in wherever it is that they play um, but at this stage for a variety of reasons and I can quickly go over them uh, players are 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 not getting bought out as as frequently as they used to, and you know one reason is that players have realized that once you get labeled a minimum type player, it's really difficult to convince everybody that you aren't a minimum type player moving forward, uh, especially if you are a minimum player who gets you know who was in that situation because they got bought out and teams didn't see you as worth trading for. Um, the other part of this too, and it and it to link back to the conversation we had about uh, teams not uh, trading for a guy or, or, or I guess the the, the seller market um, and how complicated that has become. because of the flattened lottery odds and because of the play game, more teams are just saying, well, shit, I, if we need a guy, we just gotta trade for this person now. And more, you know, teams are are holding on to those players. Um, and and would rather hold on to those players longer past that deadline um, rather than give them up for nothing. And then you know finally um, also I should have mentioned this in, on you know when I was talking about uh, from the players' standpoint, um, if you are a player and your team the the team that you were playing for has bird rights and you ask to be bought out, and this is what Russell Westbrook's agent was telling him before. Russell Westbrook fired his old agent. Um, if you ask to be bought out, and nobody at that point has your bird rights anymore, that seriously depresses your market uh, value. And you know, at that point, you are a minimum guy in 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 the vast majority of these cases. So a lot of guys are saying, "Nope, don't buy me out. I would rather enter free agency with this as my perceived value rather than gambling on myself." and hoping that I I play myself into that value heading into an offseason where nobody will be able to pay me more than the uh than, than their cap space currently would allow them to. So um, those are all factors there. And so when you when you're, you know, kind of flipping through rumors and, and stuff like that and you say, "Well, maybe the Lakers will be able to work the the, the buyout market." Like I said about you know, work being done before a season starts, I kind of feel like it's the same thing applies here. If you have work that you need done on your roster that you didn't get done back in the summer, you have to get it done on the trade market because hoping for the buyout market at this stage, given the way that business is done nowadays, um, it just doesn't seem like something that's all that fruitful. Yeah, the Lakers might be able to pick up somebody who has, you know, who's operating on fumes in there for, for what's left of their career. Yeah, some guys are are in such a terrible situation that they might ask out, um, and and get picked up or whatever. But for the most part, the type of player that you're hoping to get now on the buyout market is nowhere near as the type of player uh, that that you might have been able to get, you know, five six years ago. Last quick thing, and Harrison and I are going to talk about this here in a little bit on our show, but um, I found it really odd. Uh, and and this is the time of year where editors and employers are telling their insiders write anything you can with NBA trade rumors at the at the front end of that of that hyperlink right um, that SEO is is gold and right now basically every publication is doing whatever they can to write as much trade rumor stuff as they possibly can especially coming off of the last couple of years where, you know, people are trying to make up for for some some costs that that, um, were were tough to get by over the last couple of years. So uh, I have found it really interesting, borderline odd, that the team that generates the most clicks, when when you talk about their trade speculation, uh, speculation about their trades, um, the Lakers, that is, uh, not much is out there right now about them and you know part of that I do kind of think and this is how Palinka has operated for the most part those moves that he has made um, have come out of nowhere right the the example of that is Russell Westbrook where the Kings literally thought they were getting Kyle Kuzma and they literally thought they were getting uh, uh, Montrezl Harrell Um, or in other cases where the Dennis Schroeder trade comes out of nowhere Um, the only trade that that you know, we kind of saw coming, uh, was the Anthony Davis trade. And the reason we were able to see it coming was because magic Johnson had basically handed his phone over to a few reporters and was just leaking every single new addition to that developing story. So by the time magic Johnson stepped away and by the time, uh, Dell Dems stepped away, the Lakers and, and Pelicans just kind of resumed conversations said, all right, enough of this stupidity. Let's just agree to this thing and move on with our lives and, and that's kind of how that played out. But for the most part, those moves that the Lakers have made have really kind of come out of nowhere. And, and I do kind of think the Lakers have, in, in, in a way, circled their wagons. And most of, the, most of the whispers and the rumors that you're getting at this point are executive from other teams thinks this about what the Lakers are doing. Uh, we've, we've really kind of watched the Lakers limit the amount of information coming out of the organization and and, you know, I think that's a good thing. Um, but for the sake of our conversation here, um, I think that we can either take it that way, that the Lakers are, are going about their business in a lot more efficient ways and managing the information coming out of the organization. And the other possibility here is that there isn't anything to report on because the Lakers don't have Stokes in the fire. I'm hoping it's the former, but we can't discount the latter. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Like I said a second ago, Harrison and I are going to be uh, recording our I Loathe Basketball podcast here in a bit. If you haven't already, make sure you check out Alex Padilla and Alex Regla on uh, Taco Tuesday from yesterday. Um, that was a fun episode, and, and yeah, plenty of stuff here on the site to check out. Um, in a little bit, I'm going to be writing a, a piece, a longer piece on the subject that we just went over. Um, For tomorrow's lowdown as well. So keep an eye out for that on silverskinandroll.com. Until all of that, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying, have a good one.